All right, welcome back to Project Recalibration. I'm your host, Chris Apetta. This is episode 21, day 21. And today's topic is going to be in regards to feeling like I'm not enough. Now, today, my wife and I attended a seminar that was about leveraging your expertise in a way that helps differentiate you from other businesses. I was honestly amazed at how many different specialties I never would have imagined people could focus on and make a living. And we got to meet some people who were able to create a six-figure income off of subjects that you just, you know, you know, frankly, you would not think people would pay for. But they're solving a problem, and these problems are real. They may not be appealing to millions or billions of clients, but from the target market they have, the clients carry big enough checkbooks to pay for their service. Uh, we ended up meeting a woman who created a board game to teach corporate teams how to handle ethics issues in the work environment. And she charges $10,000 for the board game and to teach the attendants how to play it, as well as engaging them into the questions the game asks. It was actually a really cool concept, but who would have thought to make a board game from that, right? Uh, we learned quite a bit and had several solid reminders being thrown at us by the event host and speaker, Debbie Allen. She has been a speaker for over 25 years and she helps businesses hone in on their target market, market specifically to that audience and position themselves as the authority for their field. She's been an entrepreneur since age 19 and has been able to create quite the success for herself. Now, one of the biggest takeaways that I took from this seminar stemmed from how many people were sitting on ideas for years because they never valued themselves enough to to like believe in what they could actually provide someone. The moment that their mentality shifted and the self-worth increased, they had confidence to speak to prospects and ask for a price they felt justified value. And they ended up finding people to pay it. But before anyone could value them, they had to learn to value themselves. I mean, I can honestly say that I, that, that I relate with that right now. You know, I'm an insurance advisor. I work with clients on their personal home and auto insurance. I mean, that's easy. I can do that. I've been saving people money on insurance and helping them get coverage since my days in car sales back in 2015. Uh, the insurance policies that are more complex to understand and, you know, and, and get written up and, and issued to the client our commercial insurance policies. I've spent the majority of my time since being licensed trying to learn as much as possible about commercial insurance. The reality is that there's so much to understand and learn about the policies. I, I finally got myself to a point where I'm confident in my knowledge and my support team to be able to insure someone correctly. But then I realized that industries are very different in a way that they need to be covered. Like I was bouncing from contractors to food trucks and restaurants, barbershops, real estate investors, repair shops, dealerships, and realizing that there's no way that I'm going to be able to help most of these clients that come and talk to me about their commercial policies. You know, it's just, there's so much to learn about each industry. And finally, after talking to several different people, I consider mentors, you know, I, they they gave me the advice that helped me come to the conclusion that all of my background has been in the automotive industry. I've been involved with selling cars, parts, service, maintenance, and you know just maintaining vehicles, installing wheels and tires, servicing the vehicles. I I I had to you know I had completely ignored that I actually have a strong background in the automotive industry. It's well rounded, and I've been able to see risk from many different angles. 
I've gotten to see the operations firsthand from small businesses to multi-billion dollar companies. But something inside me still feels that I'm so new to insurance as a 24-year-old guy who's had his license for about nine months. Why would someone pick me instead of the insurance agent who has more years than I've been alive in the business? And and that's been holding me back from prospecting business. And, you know, businesses, frankly, that would be my dream accounts to service. Now, what if they ask me a question I can't answer that makes me lose all my credibility with them? What what if uh, they're cross shopping or they're 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 getting multiple quotes from different agents and you know they do give me a shot but they just go with the older guy that's more experienced anyways because they feel better protected, you know I've had a ton of what ifs go through my head at, uh, about me being a commercial insurance advisor and I never really considered that I wasn't valuing myself and what I bring to the table. It was a tough pill to swallow, but the reality is that our healing comes from within and. Now, I have to find that remedy within myself to fix this undervaluing, if that's a word, like to fix this feeling of undervaluing myself. There we go. In reality, just because someone has been in the business for a long time, that doesn't mean that they're superior in every way. Sure, they, they're going to have knowledge that I don't have, you know, that, that, that's, that comes with along you know that comes with experience in whatever you do but that's why i have to stay resourceful and i am resourceful so you know i i don't have the knowledge they have but i have relationships with people that have over 30 years in the business of insurance and you know they they have the knowledge that i'm looking for and i know who to ask because i'm resourceful i made sure i found my solutions before i needed them and these agents or underwriters or just experts in the insurance game, they're happy to help me out. They're happy to point me in the right direction. They want to make sure the client's taken care of too. So the knowledge isn't an issue. And, you know, they may have more experience than I do. That's very true, um, my competition. But again, I have people with experience as well. However, the big difference that I bring to the table now is that, you know, most agents will write an insurance policy for anyone who they can get approved on a commercial policy. They usually have limited knowledge of the industry and usually have never worked in anything related to it other than providing insurance for them. I bring over a quarter of my life to the table when I've submerged myself as as a sponge to learn about dealership operations, automotive repair and maintenance, wheels and tires, parts, wholesales, distributors, manufacturers, detailing, tent, and many other automotive related industries or sorry, automotive related businesses. And I've also been able to establish some very powerful relationships with people in practically every field of the automotive industry. I don't just know it. I don't, I don't just know the industry. Like, I know big players in it. So why then do I allow myself to feel like I'm not good enough? I know about insurance products. I'm backed by experts in the field. I have solid experience in the industry. I have powerful relationships, so why am I not enough? I had to dig deep for this. And in reality, I'm not enough as an insurance advisor without a focus. And by that, I mean when I'm trying to be everybody's solution. But when I own who I am and my background, I am more than what most of these clients that I'm targeting right now have with their current agent. 
regardless of how much longer they've been in the business, regardless of how much experience they've had, regardless of age, I bring immense value to the automotive industry as an insurance advisor. I understand the business, the risks, their structures, the problems they face, and I have decades of insurance experience backing me to ensure that my clients don't run into unexpected issues should their worst case scenario happen. And up until this point, I've been saying no to myself long before I even gave someone else the opportunity to say no to me. Many people will say no, and that's okay, but they're not my clients right now, and I'm not going to miss them if they continue to not be my clients. But there are people out there right now who need me and what I bring to the table, and I'm being a disservice to them by not stepping into their business and offering them the help. How can I help clients if they don't know I exist? There's just no possible way to do that. Have you ever seen or better yet, have you ever heard the quote by Albert Einstein that goes, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its whole life believing it is stupid. You know, I'm that fish in this scenario, and I've been judging myself by my ability to climb a tree. When I could just be swimming in the world of automotive, because that's what I know best. That's my environment. That's what I submerged myself with. Now, I won't say to you that my life has changed just yet, but my mentality has absolutely shifted from feeling like I'm not enough to the marketplace to knowing that I can own the target market I'm after. You know, that was one of the big key takeaways from Debbie Allen's workshop, along with a follow-up statement she made, which was most of the time, other people value you more than you value yourself. And it's true. Plenty of people know what value I bring to the table, so they've chosen to work with me because of it. Now it's my turn to value myself too so that I can serve my clients to the best of my ability. I, I encourage you to look a little bit more into what Debbie Allen has to offer. You know, From a two-day workshop, we were able to extract significant value. And you know, I'm also very grateful for that vulnerability of other people present who shared their experience of not valuing themselves. That's incredible to fathom how quickly you can help someone else identify with an issue when they finally see it in someone other than themselves. Now, as human beings, most of us tend to believe that we're going through something that no one else seems to be experiencing. More often than not, you might actually know someone who's going through the same exact thing, but they're just not willing to share either. Or they don't know how to share because they don't even understand what it is they're feeling yet. Sometimes listening to what another person is going through kind of works like looking yourself in the mirror and re realizing you don't recognize yourself anymore. You know, once you identify the problem, once you once you can come face to face with it, that's when you can begin to work on the solution. And with that said, this is episode twenty one day 21 of Project Recalibration. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm your host, Chris Apetta, and you know, take care now. I hope you have a blessed day.